0: Praise. Praise the Lord. That's what we want to hear as servants and believers today, that when we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, we'd like to be able to hear Him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But it doesn't come automatically. Uh, so take your Bibles and let's look a little bit about it. In Numbers chapter 8, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Numbers chapter eight. There are many opportunities to serve the Lord through our church. Teaching, children's church, music, vacation Bible school, directing of
1: clubs,
0: there's ushering, greeting, working in the nursery, working in the youth ministry. All of them are important, and all of them need faithful, capable servers. All of them are spiritual service unto the Lord. God desires for every Christian to be identified with a local church and to serve through that local church. serving serving the Lord as we serve our others. And to use the spiritual gifts that God has given us at salvation. So we praise the Lord for those opportunities and we as a church have been blessed uh, to have many faithful servers and others who are interested in becoming uh, in that capacity. And I praise the Lord for each one of you. This message today deals with how to be or how to become the servant that God wants you to be. How to become the servant that God wants you to be. I've entitled it Holy, Holy. Holy is the W H O L L Y and then H O L Y I. Surrender all. Father, I pray that as we listen to your word, as we understand what you communicate to us, and the examples that you have, the illustrations you've given us in Scripture, the commands that you have presented to us, the opportunities you've laid for us, Father, I pray that we would understand at what capacity you want us to be involved and connected with this local church and to minister in and through it, And I ask that you would help us to be prepared uh, to be the servant you would have us to be. Completely separated unto you, surrendered to serve. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. I want us to look at a couple examples first. The first one is found here in Numbers. It's with the Levites. We'll pick up reading in verse 5. And says, then the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Take the Levites from among the children of Israel and cleanse them. And thus shalt thou do unto them to cleanse them: sprinkle water of uh, purifying upon them, and let them shave all their flesh, and let them wash their clothes, and so make themselves clean. Then let them take a young bullock with uh, his meat uh, offering. And vine flour mingled with oil, and another young bullet shalt thou take for a sin offering. And thou shalt bring the Levites before the tabernacle of the congregation, and thou shalt gather the whole assembly of the children of Israel together. Look at verse 11. And Aaron shall offer the Levites before the Lord for an offering of the children of Israel, that they may execute the service of the Lord. We have in this illustration the Levites. Now, Levi was one of the 12 uh, um, children and became the 12 tribes of Israel, Israel being the name of Jacob that was changed to Israel and where the state gets its, uh, the country gets its name there. We have in this Levi, A man there that God chose that his descendants, the Levites, would be the servants that would serve in the tabernacle in the wilderness and ultimately in the temple in Jerusalem. They would have that responsibility as we will see as this unfolds. They did not uh, serve in the tabernacle though until they were cleansed by water and by blood saw in verse 7 and in verse 8. They were offered to the Lord, but they were not serving until those two offerings or that water had cleansed them and the blood had cleansed them. And definitely, uh, they would be specifically offered unto the Lord after that, presented unto the Lord for service. The second illustration I want you to see is over in Luke chapter 2. And so the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We'll be coming back to Numbers uh, chapter 8 if you want to put uh, some marker there. Um, But in Luke chapter 2, we'll read in verses 21 and 22. In verse 21 it says, And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus which was so named of the angel before he was uh, uh, conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, Mary's purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him, they brought Jesus to uh, Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now I want you to understand, in Numbers it says that the Levites were offered unto the Lord for the service of the house of the Lord. And Jesus was presented unto the Lord. The same idea in both words communicates that. That they were presented unto the Lord. And Jesus, even God the Son. Uh, and taking on human flesh. Had to be presented unto God. Before he would begin any earthly ministry. And so in two examples that we have. Of that presentation. These examples speak of the importance of being offered unto the Lord, or presented unto the Lord, consecrated unto the Lord, dedicated unto the Lord. All of them are similar terms that are used to speak of that presentation. Now there's a command that I want you to turn to over in, in Romans chapter 12. If you remember, a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> I spoke using this particular verse, Labor Day weekend, speaking of our service, our labor for the Lord and what it meant, today I want to show another emphasis out of this particular verse. In verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, i stop there, who is Paul addressing? Well, Christians? I beseech you therefore, brethren, these, well, these Christians who had experienced the mercies of God in the previous chapters, I beseech you there, what were they to do? He says that you present, there's the word, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I want to show you something that God says about us That we are, as Christians, to present ourselves, to dedicate ourselves, to offer ourselves unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service, and how we're to do it. Matter of fact, I want us to look this morning and see not only the how we're to do it, but the when we're to do it and the where we're to do it. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. But we see that the command is given here to us Christians, To present our bodies, to present our bodies as a sacrifice first. To consecrate, to give of ourselves, to dedicate ourselves for use. A sacrifice has to do with being costly. Um, If you were to see someone that uh, did not have any shoes, and you wanted to give, you felt impressed to give them some shoes, you, there might be some people that would go and they'd through their closet and they find some shoes they hadn't worn in a few years and say, hey, these are still okay, You'd clean them up a little bit and offer them those shoes. All right, that's fine. Uh, another person may say, hey, come with me, I'd like to buy you a new pair of shoes. Now, which would cost more in a sacrifice. Giving something that you no longer use or paying money to buy something new. Obviously, the spending of the money. You could have took that money and you could have used it for something else. But you sacrificed it in order to help. There's a difference between the two. And so there's, there's a need that is there. and We are to offer ourselves as a sacrifice it is to be a costly uh, a proposition for us to serve the Lord. We just don't take our life and say, you know, if I have nothing else going on and, uh, and um, uh, you know, I've got the extra time, I'll go ahead and do that. Or we say, you know, I had planned to do such and such, but I will scrap that plan and sacrifice it in order to do this for the Lord. You see, it's the sacrifice that God wants us to give. So we're to present our bodies, we're to present it in a constant way as a sacrifice to Him. We're to present our bodies as holy, H-O-L-Y, separate from sin, therefore pure, clean. Over in uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, it says, at the end of verse 19, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. How many of you name the name of Christ? Okay. if you say that I am saved, I have trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, you're naming the name of Christ. And for every one of us that names the name of Christ, that claims that we're saved, God says let's depart from iniquity, depart from sin. It goes on to talk about vessels, and in verse 21 says, If a man therefore purge himself, <coughs> excuse me, And the idea is to clean himself from these. He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, set apart, dedicated, same idea, sanctified, and meet, the word meet means uh, profitable, for the master's use, and prepared, ready, unto every good work. You're ready to serve. And so what is the emphasis that we have? Is that we are to be holy, to be separate from sin, pure, clean. We've purged ourselves from iniquity. The way that God says we've repented, we've invested in the Lord, and now we are ready uh, and prepared to serve Him. <clears throat> then He says we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy. And the next word is acceptable. You remember the two message I preached, two part message dealing with. The first two sons, Cain and Abel, the two offerings that they to bring, I mean the offerings that they to bring to the Lord, and Adam had taught them when uh, to come to the Lord on the Sabbath, uh, the day of rest that God had illustrated, uh, where most likely it was at the entrance to the Garden of Eden, and, and most importantly, what they were to bring in that sacrifice, that offering, It was to be a blood sacrifice because it was picturing the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who would be sacrificed by the shedding of blood on Calvary to pay for our sin death. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin, no forgiveness of sin. And so God was picturing that. That's why it was important and it made a big difference When Cain decided, hey, I'm not going to bring, I'm not going to get one of the animals from my brother anymore, Abel. I'm just going to bring the best of my crop. Um, I know that it's good, and uh, I think it'll be good enough for the Lord. And so he brought the best that he had that God said that's not acceptable. Why was it not acceptable? Because he didn't do it God's way. And God even confronted him and, and, and sought him out and said, If you bring the right offering, you're going to be accepted. And God says to us, we're to present our bodies in an acceptable way. To be acceptable for Him. The way that He has prescribed it. So we're to do it His way. Holy, clean. Which is our reasonable service. Our service of worship unto Him. We've explained before. Reasonable also has to do with being logical. God is not asking too much of us. Um, he is he has given us an opportunity. It's not something that He just demands of us, but we are beseeched, we are encouraged, we are urged to present our bodies that we may serve Him promptly. And here, well done, thou well good and faithful servant, <clears throat> like the Levites. And like the Lord Jesus Christ himself, you cannot render reasonable service unto the Lord until you have presented yourself as a living sacrifice. Now we'll get to the specifics of that here next. So let's look at these specifics. We've already seen the examples of the Lord and the Levites. We've seen the command. Look back with me over to uh, to Numbers chapter 8. In Numbers chapter 8. We've seen the command, we've seen the examples, but how are we to present ourselves? When are we to present ourselves? Where are we to present ourselves? Let's look at the how first. We've already seen a little bit here in Numbers about being clean, but I want you to look at it a little more specifically. In verse 7, and thus shalt thou do unto them, thou shalt uh, cleanse them, sprinkling water or purifying. And in verse 8, uh, they were to take another gun bullock bullet uh, That thou mayest um, have a sin offering for them It was both by water and by blood And the blood indicates to us an initial clean cleansing As I tied it together while ago with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ When he died there on Calvary by shedding of his blood He paid completely his finished. he said He did everything that was necessary to pay for my sin debt and for your sin debt there's nothing anybody else needs to do. There's some people today that believe too much. You know what I mean by that? They not only believe that you've got to trust in Jesus, but they believe you've got to do the best you can. They believe that you've got to trust in Jesus and, and keep the catechism. They believe you've got to trust in Jesus and be baptized. You've got to trust in Jesus and you've got to do this, that, and the other. No. We've got to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That alone is salvation. That alone paid the price. There's nothing else tied to that. Now, after salvation, there is baptism. There's church membership. There's serving the Lord. They're seeking to live the best we can, as God says, by his power. All of those things come into play afterwards, but for salvation, it's Jesus Christ alone. He's the one that paid the price. He's the one that we look to. So initially, we see that they were separated, they were presented unto the Lord by what we would say salvation, when they trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, initially. Initially. That's a one-time event. I've talked to people in witnessing before that they said, "Yeah, I've gotten saved several times." Woo! And immediately say, "I'm afraid you do not understand. It. Salvation is described by Jesus as being the new birth. How many times are you born physically?" <laughs> you are gonna go woo! And somebody says, I've been born physically several times. I don't need to believe in reincarnation either.
1: You're
0: born once physically. Spiritually, you're born one time spiritually. You become a child of God. Jesus said, "When you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, He says, you shall never perish. I can do some things that breaks my Savior's heart. I can do things that bring his chastisement upon his child because he will chase an earth a child of his. But I can never cease being God's child once I have trusted the Lord Jesus Christ genuinely. Amen. Now, there are people that have made professions of faith went off the deep end proving that their profession was not genuine. just like seeds that fell upon a stony place and sprung up because there was no root, no death. It did not continue. In fact, out of that ground, there was only one seed that sprung up and produced fruit. Evidence that it was genuine. And so we need to understand the specifics of that. By blood, the sin offering that represents salvation takes place initially one time. But then they were to be cleansed by water. And all, it also represents cleansing from sin. And with the Levites, before they could serve the Lord in going into the tabernacle in the wilderness, there was a labor that held water before you would go into the tabernacle. Before they could go into the tabernacle and they would go and, and they would to stand there labor, and they would have wash their hands and their feet so that they could then be prepared to go into the service. The sacrifice was once in preparing with the blood, but the labor, every time they went in, they would have to stop and cleanse before they went in. It represents to us a continual cleansing that has to take place every time that we seek to serve the Lord. Every time that we uh, get up uh To go through our day to do the work in which God has has called us to do. Whether that be um, working as a secretary or as a uh, a mechanic or whether that is in the ministry of some sort. Whatever it is that God has called us to do before we enter in it. We ought to set ourselves apart unto him be cleansed and ready for that day. Before every specific service of the Lord. We ought to ask God, it's I do that before I stand before you on a Sunday morning, <clears throat> this morning. In time that, that I got here, and I spent going over the message this morning, and I prayed to the Lord before I ever went over it, and again presented myself to Him. Lord, that you can use me, empower me, help me to be able to share clearly what you've laid upon my heart, now, this is the truth of your word, these are your people, and I know that you want them to understand your truth, Help me to be able to share that and help them be able to listen to hear that and have a yielded heart to say, I surrender, Lord, to you. I made that commitment to the Lord 30 years ago. In September 1990, I wrote down in the front of my Bible. I started here as the pastor. My ministry verse that I chose. September 1990. First Chronicles 4.10. 4, the prayer of Jabaz. <clears throat> the prayer of Jabaz Is one that. Uh, that deals. With four different things. It deals with. May God bless me indeed. I don't want God's blessing. In my it deals with that he would expand my coast, my borders. In other words, expand the opportunity of me being able to influence and impact different people. And over the years, God has given me many opportunities to do that. Opportunities maybe be with a funeral of people I don't even know. To speak to people I do never have opportunity to speak to again. Lord, expand those waters. And then the third one is most important. That thy hand may be abundant. God's power. Because it doesn't matter how good somebody can preach. We have the truth of God's word, but if we don't have the power of God on the speaker, we won't have the effect. And sometimes. God even blesses in spite of. But I would never want to be the in spite of person. I want God's hand to be upon me. And then the last part of the verse says, And keep me from the evil that it may not grieve me. Keep me pure. Help the Lord not to allow sin to creep into my life. Show me when I sin and help me to deal with it right away. That's the things that we should do and stay clean. They were to cleanse themselves by water. They were to keep themselves. What is the water, by the way? Remember Ephesians 5, 25 and 26? Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave us up for it. That he might sanctify, there is that word, present, set apart unto him as holy. That he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. What word? God's word. It is washing of water by the word. Over in John chapter 15. In John 15 verses 2 and 3. Jesus says there in verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman, the vine dresser. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, we talked about that a moment ago, he takes away. And every branch that beareth fruit, everyone that's a genuine Christian, he says, He purgeth it. Remember the word purge. It. That it might bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean. Through the word that I have spoken unto you. The word purge and the word clean is the same Greek word. God cleans us. God purges us. He takes things out of our life that does not need to be there. In order to cleanse us and make us better of a servant of his. And he does it through his word that he has spoken unto us. And so it's the Word of God that can make us clean. Like Warren Wearsby made this statement, he says, "Pruning does not simply mean spiritual surgery that removes what is bad. It can also mean cutting away the good and the better in order that we might enjoy the best." And I think that's so true. That's so true. God certainly wants to purge away our sin. He's doing that as old things are passed away behold, all things have become new, a process in the present tense. But he is also wanting to get rid of some things that may not be sin in themselves. It may not be wrong in themselves, but it just may not be his best for us. Sometimes God uses his word to convict of sin and we ought to respond and repent and confess it. But sometimes he uses his word to convict us of waste. I've used this illustration before a long time ago, That if I were to run in a box full of money, cash, $10 bills, $20 bills, $50 bills, and I would take all of that cash and lay it out, spread it out after here in the front. I'd say, you have 10 seconds I pick one person at a time. Who wants to be first? One person at a time, and I say, you've got 10 seconds to pick up what money you can, and it's yours. Now remember, there are $10 bills, there are $20 bills, and there are $50 deals. What would be your strategy? I know what mine would be. I'm going to identify and pick up as many $50 deals as I can. If I've got a $10 bill and a $20 bill and a $50 bill there in my sight, I'm going to go for the $50. Why? Because it's best. The $10 bill is good, the $20 bill is better, but the $50 bill is the best. And the same thing, the same mentality is what God wants for us in our lives. He wants us to look at the things in our life and not just say, I need to get rid of the sin, but even some of the $10 bills let go of the side and the $20 bills let go to the side so we can concentrate on the $50 bills. The best that God has for us. And that's what God shows us in the Word. His Word can purge us, can cleanse us. Philippians 1.10 That you may approve things that are excellent. The things that are the best. To have an discernment of that, and the Word of God does it. We are to present ourselves clean before God, saved, confessed, and serving, uh, striving for God's best in our life. The second way that we are to present ourselves unto the Lord is holy. W h o l l y. Remember back in Numbers, in Numbers chapter eight. And verse 14, we'll run down to, in Numbers chapter 8, verse 14, Thus shalt thou separate the Levites from among the children of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. And after that shall the Levites go in to do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. And thou shalt cleanse them and offer them for an offering, for they are holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, they are holy, given unto me, From among the children of Israel, instead of such as open uh, every womb, even instead of the firstborn of all the children of Israel, have I taken them unto me. Now what was God saying? God told Moses before, he says, every son that opens the womb, the firstborn son, shall be mine. Of all the tribes of Israel, the firstborn was dedicated unto the Lord. Now he says, instead of the firstborn of each of the tribes, I've taken one of the tribes. I've taken the men of Levi. These men shall be instead of the firstborn. They are wholly mine, completely mine. We are to be completely the Lord's. Over in 1 Thessalonians, that that, uh, Adrian us. He finished up in verse 23, and in First Thessalonians 5:23 it says, "And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly." W h o l l y. The word sanctify is hagios. It's the word that we get holy. H. O. L. Y. May he you be holy. You be separate. Completely. Holy, holy unto the Lord. And says, I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body, that your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faithless he that calleth you, who also will do it. Praise the Lord. He tells us He wants us to be completely separated unto Him in every part of our life. And He says, and I'm right here to help you with it. God never calls us to do anything that He's not right there to help us to accomplish it. Praise the Lord for that. Everything pertaining to our life, we are to commit to the Lord. 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16, but that as he which hath called you is holy, a life, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, all your behavior. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. But you have to understand. That. I mean, I'm in this fleshly body, I'm one sin. God understands that. It doesn't mean that he puts up with it. You see, there's a difference. God understands that we have struggles. God understands that we have temptations. God understands that we're in this fleshly body still. And God still says, Be holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. He still commands us to be separate completely unto Him. We can never justify any sin in our life. So to what extent are we to be holy? We're to be holy all the way. We're to be holy completely. Not holding back anything. Not putting off. So maybe, you know, maybe next year or when things settle down, maybe, you know. Can you believe people that said that last year? What they think about this year, settling down, really. Not making any excuses. The Lord completely yours. What are we to do? How do we present ourselves completely again? You know, when should we present ourselves and, and where? It's going to come together here. As you saw initially, there should be a one-time dedication to the Lord. Just like salvation is a one-time situation. In Numbers, back over there again. In Numbers chapter 8 and verse 9 it said... And thou shalt bring the Levites before the tabernacle of the congregation. Where? Bring them before the, the temple. I mean, the tabernacle. The temple. And later on, bring them before the tabernacle in the wilderness. That would be a representative where we meet here, would be in the Lord's house. We can say, Where are we to present ourselves? Where are we to dedicate ourselves to the Lord? We can say, Honestly. I believe it ought to be done here in God's house. Bring them before the tabernacle of the congregation, and thou, sh- and thou shalt gather the whole assembly of the children of Israel together. was to be a public presentation of them.
1: I believe that there should
0: be, at some point in our life, we come to the point and say, Lord, I, I recognize not only that I need to be saved, I've already done that, but I also need to present myself, to dedicate myself unto your service in some capacity. And it ought to be in God's house. It ought to be publicly. You don't just do it in your seat and say, Lord, you know my heart. But it indicates you a public dedication, an initial dedication before the tabernacle of the congregation. It should be continually. And remember in uh, in Romans chapter 12 verse 1, And y'all know the answer to this because I've preached this many times before and reminded you this many times before. But what is the problem with a living sacrifice? He's going to crawl off the altar. He wants us to present our bodies a living sacrifice, but my body don't like to stay there. My flesh has to be reminded and recommitted continually into the Lord. Before every day's work, before every day's specific task, as I mentioned a while ago. Why? Because Jesus said there in John 15, we're talking about the vine and the branches. He said, "For verse five, for without me you can do nothing." But in Philippians 4:13, I can do all things through Christ me. And, and so I recognize and I acknowledge and say, Lord, before I do this task, Lord, before I face this day, I cannot apart from you. I acknowledge my weakness, I acknowledge my inability, and I ask for your ability, for your power, for your blessing in this endeavor continually. Psalm 127, One, Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain, that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Except the Lord help you in your responsibility, you're spinning your wheels, getting nowhere. Continually presenting ourselves unto the Lord. Acknowledgement of your reliance upon him and your request for his help, for his blessing. I ask right now, just if you would just bow your head, you've heard the message. Just in a few moments, we're going to sing an invitational song, I Surrender All. I Surrender All. I'd like to read to you what we're going to sing. And just to keep your heads bowed, I you to think about this. All to Jesus I surrender. Do you? All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. The second verse is, All to Jesus I surrender. Humbly at His feet I bow. Worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus. Take me now. Is that what you feel? Can you sing that honestly and mean it? Have you presented yourself to God publicly? It's a one-time presentation, but then there's an everyday presentation to him privately. If you've not been doing that. When you start. Lord hear my I. Use me. Salvation comes first. If you're here today. And you would say to me. Pastor I'm not sure. If I totally understand. Salvation in Jesus Christ. Alone but I'd like to speak to someone about that before I leave today. We can make that happen. You can know for sure before you leave today that you are trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Then there's baptism. Then there's church membership. How will you respond to Him right now? let's stand to our feet and let's sing the song I surrender all. If you need to speak to me about a decision, I'll be glad to meet you right here. You come as God lays it upon your heart as we begin to close. Let's sing.
1: Oh, to Jesus, I surrender.